What's up there, Corey? What's up there, Michael? How you doing? Oh, you know. Cabin fever. Yeah. I lose things just so I can go on journeys to try and find them in this Dude, small house. I went out and got food and just sat in my car and just enjoyed being out of this apartment. I got my quarantine hair going. I need a haircut. Undone. <laughs> I, I can just shower. imagine people in like other cars. What is that? What is he doing in there? No, everyone it's really hot. They're like going to bars and honking if they like like uh, the dances yeah. and stuff. And yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I yeah. saw that there was like a whole car of pe- like a row of people. They're yeah, all honking multiple rows signs. honking because the some sort of music was being played into the radio or something like that. <laughs> yeah, people are getting weird out there. It was in Europe, so oh, that this, gives you any insight. This was right outside, like on the street we live in. Oh, uh, yeah, I see. yeah. Um, we watched, uh, I, I would say, a good movie. It was a very entertaining movie. Which one? The Gentleman. Is that what we're talking about? By Guy Ritchie. I got notes for uh, the other movie we watched, too. Yeah, it's okay. Well, we'll skip that one. Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to uh, talk about Extraction, too. But that's for another episode. Um, so I I know like a fair amount, uh, a fair bit about Guy Ritchie. And I guess what we both know about him is he directed Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. That was his first movie. 2007. Six. 1998 what yeah my facts are wrong lock stock and two smoking barrels that's a 90s movie it looks great uh, i don't have the year on here i'm just opening my book <laughs> sorry oh, okay i thought you like wrote it down it's like i don't know where you got your information i put lock stock and barrel but i didn't write the year down yeah they say with directors like the first movie they come out with is kind of indicative of their their style and their theme throughout the rest of their movies and then you know as your budget gets bigger and you get more big name actors yep. and it just um it gets big, uh, and it gets different, and the, the director is more able to – you carry the same vision all the way through. And I think we see that with a lot of famous directors. Well, like, you get more leeway, right? Like, you're trusted more to, like, handle what you're in charge of instead of someone having some sort of or- oversight over you. So as soon as you kind of yeah. get over that hurdle, like, all right, he knows kind of what he's doing. Like, yeah. kind of the opposite of M. Night Shyamalan. He needs more – I'm he just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, and he's got a – dude, M. Night Shyamalan, like, had – like the sixth sense is like a good movie like holds up you watch it nowadays you're like this is kind of entertaining yeah even if you know the ending or whatever you right. know what's going on um and then what the hell happened all the other movies since then you didn't like um the village uh i have not seen it all the way through um the parts i did see was very like okay so my problem was i watched scary movie three or whatever that made fun of the village before i watched the village so there's no way i was gonna take it seriously I've never seen a scary movie. It's just parodies. They're they're funny. Oh, I know what they are, but I don't. I, parodies are dumb to me most yeah. of the time. Well, no, the, none of SNL does up. the good ones, but those movies were, yeah. They're you're not like oh that was a classic of American cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the American Pie movies. No, nobody ever talks about those type of comedies. Not anymore. But in the day, they were like almost like a coming of age movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like Gen X. Everybody's uh, like. Yeah, the movie to, to go to college to, you know? This is what it's going to be like. Or, or leave home or, like, yeah. get married, like American Pie, American Wedding. Yeah. Or, yeah, American Wedding. Yep. yep. I did see those movies. Yeah. They were, like, entertaining at the time, but yeah. if you watch them now, they're, they're not, like... Just boobs. Good comedies that hold up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most comedies don't really hold up, I guess. It's like most nah. stand-up specials don't really hold up. That guy that died this year, uh, Airplane. What is his name? I, I won't know it. But Damn it. 
Um, His movies hold like airplanes. Still hilarious. Yeah. 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 One of the few. I think there are. I think there are comedy classics. Yeah. You watch. You uh. Did you watch Fun with Dick and Jane? Yeah. I yeah. like. I like Jim Carrey though. Yeah. A lot. Almost. His early stuff is really good. I mean, I think Almost. we've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah. Liar, liar. Holy shit. I can watch that movie over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I just watched. I just randomly put it on the other day on my second monitor and just watched the first thirty minutes. 45 minutes was just entertaining yep yeah this movie had some comedic moments yeah this movie was i was funny. i was dying laughing although i was a little bit intoxicated yeah vodka russian water it'll do it figured is it appropriate for an english movie i don't have that much uh malt liquor so not what's an english uh drink just pints pints yeah you just have guinness couldn't pound the pints yeah i don't even know if guinness is english think it is could be irish i guess i don't know you know well you know this but i lived in england yep growing up my earliest memories i actually was, like, was reminded of when because i listened to our first episode on spotify spotify go check you wanna, out you want to do a plug right now yeah. we gotta <laughs> search michael coolman because it's under coolman productions if you, or if you type in coolman and Corey show uh coolman and Corey movies Movie. show um i list out all the episodes and it sounds good looks good and uh, we've got 25 episodes uploaded, and I'm trying to get it on iTunes. iTunes has a um, like review process, so I had to submit one episode to see if um, I don't know what they're reviewing. But how many curse words did you issue? Uh, you know, how many political polarizing topics did you cover? It's not for us. A normal amount. <laughs> I wouldn't say excessively, but um, but anyway. So this movie, Guy Ritchie, uh, he had a lot of flops. Like, a lot of bad movies. Um, so, he had Snatch, Sherlock Holmes, Aladdin, and The Man from Uncle. Those are just, like, five of the ones that I recognized that I had familiar with. And also King Arthur, 2017. Yeah. Yep. So, I really liked King Arthur. I did, too. It was entertaining enough. For me, it was, like, a five, mo- or five out of five. That's the one where he has, like, a magic sword, right? And he, like, saves them in the beginning. He saves the, the kingdom. Yeah, he's, like, a peasant. So oh yeah then he goes into that area and he like pulls the sword out and yeah and the yeah. whole the whole theme of that movie is if you're a king and it's your destiny to become a king like he went to uh the slums like the the poor part of the of the city and he still became like a king in his own right there and then he um challenged the the fake king right who, who kicked him out by you know getting the sword out of the the stone and and uh defeating the the evil evil king who was played by some guy who's a like a really good actor i forget his name but he played that part really well hmm. um and that's just a huge like cei a cgi movie huge budget and they actually planned on making it uh six total movies they were gonna have a whole like arc this was like majorly into the Marvel. they were gonna spread this movie out over six movies no, or just have, like like five more sequels after uh... they were gonna set up a, a, a like king arthur and the knights of the round table set of movies and they spent so much money on king arthur and then it flopped it just bombed Uh, and got like moderate reviews which i don't get but same with uh ben hur up there like those two movies i thought were really good i'm walking in the theater like pumped up like dude that wasn't that awesome and just did make it wasn't a shared opinion yeah 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 um so i watched a, a joe rogan uh interview uh, with Guy Ritchie and it was very interesting you get a real good insight in the director 
and he shows up in a suit and he, his whole thing is in the interview in the interview okay. very comfortable suit this is I, i've chosen he goes on you know, he talked for three hours on that podcast and as um, you tend to do on uh, joe rogan yeah pod. and you just you get to know so much about people because like i just love it that you show up and, and talk to someone you're giving like an interview and it's usually like 5 10 15 minutes 20 minutes very rigid it's just not the case with joe rogan experience that's why he's done so well and so you know two hours in you get to talk about like deep into the philosophy of um who he claims to be he claims to be like he's a storyteller he's so good at that he's so good at like not letting dead air kind of like go to waste or he'll like push the envelope and then push it more and just keep pushing like any attacks from like different angles like you'll get a question out of the blue and it just continues like you just get so much more information instead of you just having 10 things you want to talk about and when yeah. you're done with that you're it's over no he yeah. lets it organically kind of develop and he's very good at like navigating that type of he's got space. really really high and really developed like uh, emotional intelligence yeah so joe rogan is very able to sit across from anyone and ask them the, the question that me as the viewer just me listening i want to know and he says like almost a successor, succession of perfect questions like i'm glad we're going down this route yeah. you know yeah. he doesn't ask the wrong question right. or, you don't get bored by it no. it's like oh i'm not interested no. in this part of it and that tends to the problem with joe rogan is he does repeat himself a lot but that's why you choose the right interesting guest and let the guest talk and the go and then right you learn right. a lot yeah and he's good at that too just letting them ramble on about or not ramble sometimes no, but it's, yeah. sometimes he has guests that want to speak without, there's not like yeah. 30 seconds or less what what do you think no, no this yeah. So Guy Ritchie, um, you know, talks about all these movies he's he's directed, and Joe Rogan says to him like, "Hey, you make gangster movies, like or at least you used to. How come you don't make any more gangster movies?" And this this interview took place in 2017 when they're trying to promote King Arthur. Okay. And this is right off the kick of, um, you know, TV shows are booming. I mean, they still are Netflix series and stuff like that. And so Guy Ritchie's response was, "I think the days of the gangster movie have gone away, and that's more." belongs to tv shows because it's it's not meant for the big screen right. the big screen is supposed to be huge epic fantasies and you know larger than life stories like marvel you know and, and he's partly right but then his movie didn't hit with the audiences whereas this this one 2019 the gentleman he went back to his roots he made a gangster movie and we remembered why we love you so much yes yep. and this one is probably the best movie I don't know. I, I probably like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch better. But this was a really good gangster movie. It was a fun movie. Snatch is the one where they uh, upped up dogs. They're dog watchers? No. I'm no, it's a uh, boxing. It takes, it's like about gypsies. Like I think Brad Pitt plays. Oh, maybe I haven't seen it. I thought I'd seen it. Snatch is an old movie, dude. Yeah. It's grainy. It's... Uh, then I definitely haven't seen it. Yeah, it's just like low, low English culture, like uh, with the Cockney accents and the fights at the pub and like um, uh, yeah. train spotting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, similar, like similar vibes to that. I'm sure anybody from that area would cringe if they heard the two because they're probably like totally different people. Like I think we don't know what we're talking it's about. Like Welsh or Scottish or something <laughs> yeah. for train spotting, and it's English for. Uh, for lock stock and two smoking barrels and even then there's certain types of english like there's a lot of gangs in that movie right and so they're different gangs are fighting each other and there's that comes up in the gentleman where you have different 
gangs of people with different leaders and fighting with each other. All right. Um, it's very similar to Ozark where, um, you know, you have like the Mexican cartel and then you have the local KC, uh, Kansas City mob. mob and FBI. Yeah. Like you have all these. Yeah. And then the cops are their own gang and they're corrupt and they're, you know, they turn a blind eye. Oh, yeah. The locals you have and you have, yeah, you have, of course, the birds and yeah. So on this interview, he brought up a lot of really interesting things. And um, Guy Ritchie claims he's a storyteller. So he's his job, his profession is just, he's just chosen movies, but it's really to tell the age-old stories. And, and his claim is all stories are the same narrative, which I, I disagreed with him when he said it, but, you know, sort of to his point, it's every story that you can think of is self versus the world so he thinks you are a certain person inside the quiet person that when no one's listening in the world the world outside is a separate entity it's very loud very it's always telling you what you should be and what you are but you know inside who you really should be and you take ownership and you act in the world and that's how he follows his characters with his movies that they act according to themselves um like is is that does that make sense yeah. is that so oh, yeah, i mean you see you see it in most of the characters like the assistant he's always trying to help mcconaughey i don't remember the character names right now uh yeah the there was the assistant so the main character on a uh, quick overview of of the movie i guess is uh it's about an american businessman who <laughs> matthew mcconaughey in case you haven't seen it michael uh we've got mickey and he comes over he's a weed dealer and he takes over the uk he's the number one weed dealer becomes this crime boss with all these people and so i would say the main character of the movie though is um his charlie hunnam charlie hunnam the that's that's the actor's name i don't remember his character name yeah but he's the assistant and kind of the whole story is told through his his eyes i mean the whole story is literally told to him and we get to watch hugh uh hugh grant and him interact the whole you know he's telling us the story through their slightly drunken (laughs) yeah yeah. interactions yeah um and so in the interview guy Ritchie talks about the suit and he says the suit is a is a man's choice of dress and and it's not necessarily just like the generic suit either it's not like white shirt tie and a coat like a suit a suit can be a suit can be just like a nice vest with a a good a good tie and you know slacks and and proper shoes but there's all there's a lot of pieces that can be used as a suit it's not necessarily just your generic type thing because he's not always wearing a suit even mcconaughey is wearing like a uh i noticed a polo with a jacket so but it always looks nice yeah oh no they're definitely all dapper english folk yeah and uh, Guy Ritchie's definitely trying to tell something that his whole thing is you have to be the master in your own kingdom and whatever your kingdom is is what's around you that you can influence to be better so this is kind of the extreme ownership um, aspect of it and so I think he's trying to tell like a masculine how a man should act in the world as a story I think that's the theme throughout all his movies it was definitely the thing with king arthur 
and um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels is, is about, you know, the low lives of English society still acting in a way that they're, they're out for their own. They're, they're protecting their kingdoms. Selfish. Yeah, but one difference I, I saw, American crime stories, of which we've covered a lot on this channel, like Ozark or Killing Em Softly or Shimmer Lake, have very like unlikable nasty characters and they're all tragic they all are very flawed and you're almost not, happy to see him die or yeah or go or like ozark or even our main characters they're doing ugh, stuff. dirty stuff just and you're still weirdly rooting for them yeah like even in house of cards like we're rooting for kevin spacey even though he's kind of like a bad guy yeah and it's very it's very it's cynical and it's presented in sometimes a funny way. But American crime stories generally tend to be tragic and cynical. They don't have happy endings. And that's kind of the dark and grittiness. Yep. And Guy Ritchie with the English version of this, his characters are the same types of people. They're criminals. They're dirty. They're, but they're not flawed. They, well, they have flaws. But they're good. Like, they're heroes. Yep. And they try to they're loyal they try to do the right thing uh the the men in the gentlemen try to act the way a gentleman would even though you're um involved in crime and yep. dealing drugs and or you're at war with someone or dealing with someone you don't like it's all very let's sit down very posh very uh uh cultured i guess yeah or civil it's very civil instead of like americans would just be like there's no rules. There's wild you rest. and then start a fight or something, yeah. Yeah, we've got the that wild, like, no rules. Fuck you, I'm going to do it my way. Like, fuck you, pay me. At the end of Killing Him Softly. That's oh, such a good ending scene. Everyone's out for themselves. Very individualistic. Um, but, yeah, those are, those are kind of the themes I picked up. Um, it's very interesting to see him tell his story this movie was entertaining oh yeah i was cracking up i was you're laughing you're, you're liking the, people. the action was like interesting to watch it wasn't uh it wasn't done like some action films are done where you can tell that it's poorly made or that yeah. they use a lot of cheats to like you know quick cuts and all that stuff that it's we've discussed many times yeah yeah or bullshit action scenes yeah. and then you're you're always like trying to balance the good parts of like the drama or whatever it may be and then when your action falls short it brings the whole movie down whereas this one they complement each other very well yeah she's shooting him in the head and the little pea shooter and it like oh it doesn't do anything and then he falls down anyway it's like still action but it's not all flash and explosions and yeah. stuff like that yeah um and just the the style of this the storytelling beats it's um they they take the story within a story within a story approach and so when, inception whenever story. you whenever you do that you can twist the details to make it more fun with the inner story the outer level is like the reality so the outer level the movie starts as the screenwriter meets the assistant in his house and the screenwriter has uh who's played by hugh grant who's hilarious uh he's like usually in chick flicks and stuff and he yep. plays like a very like proper gentleman and yeah. this one he's a skeevy just like just underhanded reporter paparazzi. yeah 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 i'm blackmailing you 
Yeah, and he's he's also gay, and he's he's like very like he's hitting on the main character, which is yeah. like funny because it totally is swing and miss. But it's we all kind of like know the type of person that he is. Yeah, and, we all uh, have a gay friend somewhere. Yeah, just like, oh, dude, you're you're being too much. Um, and he's trying to sell him on this story, like, you pay me off twenty million pounds, and I'll walk away. And so he's blackmailing him, telling him the story. And we, the audience, are getting filled in. But what's happening in the story is probably exaggerated in parts. Like, when they're throwing people off of uh, buildings, did that actually happen? It's like, no, it didn't happen that way. And then they go back and, mm. and choose a different thing. Oh, I see, and, I see. You would think that's what the character, based on what you think, or what the characters think of other characters. So we get to show this, and then we also get to rewind. I always love that trick of, like, yeah. watch this, and then... All right, we're going to reverse it all the way back, and we're going to show you a different timeline, per se, or what happened before. I always well, appreciate you, those. Why do you like that? I, I like it, too. What is it about it? It's just uh, it's just different. Most stories, yeah. most stories are told, you know, A to B. I like stories that kind of throw at you for a little bit of a loop, or they're, it, it's more interesting. You're more engaged because yeah. maybe because you don't understand what's happening, yeah. and so you're more interested in finding out and good stories will do it in a way that you don't have to ask questions after or sometimes they'll leave you with a good cliffhanger where you're satisfied like yes oh that's worth talking about because we can discuss what would have happened or what you know open-ended type movies type that yeah type of thing. and I, I love when they bring it's very satisfying to see something brought back yeah so something will happen early in the movie this character interaction you're like oh yeah yeah yep. yep. and marvel kind of does yep. that with like their uh, post-credit scenes they'll be like oh here's a teaser and then you won't even see like what the teaser was about until the next movie. And then even then it's not until like halfway through the movie and you're like, that was from that kind of thing. So it's like, it, it triggers that, uh, that good feeling you had from the first movie and it brings it into that second one. So it's the same thing with these scenes is like, I remember that first scene in the very beginning of the movie. Now it's all tied up. There's a sense of, uh, completion in your own mind. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good to have, all the dots connect right and everything come together and like you have certain characters saving other characters in the very end and it's like it's perfect spoiler yeah no i mean we're we're kind of i i wrote on all the descriptions like guys mild spoilers like we recommend always like you should have watched this movie or watching or plan on being on watching minor spoilers or whatever um take our word for it go watch it yeah not right now wait five more minutes so one one thing he says about the whole suit analogy is that um, Ralph Lauren is the designer, the company, who in the early 1900s sold the suit back to the American people. So the suit's been around for years. I mean, everyone's been wearing a suit. But or the version of it. Yeah, but in, in ter- you know, in, what we mean by the suit is just nice attire. It's not physically the, the exact man's suit, but... Um, he sold it back to the American people, but he innovated. So he took an ancient idea, or an idea that's always been around, and he innovated it to make it stylish and fashionable, and that way men would want to dress better. Right. And I, he said this in an interview way back, like, three years ago, and now he's made a movie where the he, he has taken the themes of a traditional crime story that he's been doing since the 90s and he updated it to modern day he's got 
they're they're everyone's smoking weed hip-hop um social media gonzo journalism so journalism that's like underhanded dirty yeah it's like it's dirty nasty it's telling the real story you don't give a fuck about anyone you're just here for the story and and the money yeah and like you know themes that have always been around but he's he's playing on he's leaning onto it like you know what would be the effect of the top weed dealer in the uk getting his place getting just like put on youtube and the effects of that (laughs) like and you got the young boxing kids in the hip hop culture who <clears throat> they like to smoke weed and make videos and that like that has consequences throughout the story. Which is very relevant to today. Yeah. But he did it, I would say, tastefully. Like Guy Ritchie's a guy in his fifties. Like he's Well, yeah, if he has the appreciation for the suit, he's gonna bring that uh that it's almost like uh someone who enjoys fine dining and anything below fine dining isn't worth it. So that kind of like uh exquisite taste i guess yeah bleeds into the rest of what how you yeah you know dress your characters and how you approach scenes as well everyone's always sitting in posh chairs or you got roll up in nice cars or girls getting out with full heels on and you know that type of thing yeah let's see what other notes i have um yeah script writing and then uh the fact that it's kind of very I don't want to say this to be insulting to English people because it's not, but it's like right now American business is booming and the UK is kind of having Brexit. Yeah. And so the theme of an American businessman coming over, running it in his American style and getting to the top and following his journey along. And that, that was kind of interesting because it usually most Brits would make a movie about british people but they kind of took what's sort of happening in in the world and applying it to the the black market yeah everywhere the united states used to be known as like a mixing bowl and everywhere else was a little bit more like native you were a native of your country now more and more places are just becoming mixing bowls like people are spreading out and so yeah it's very modern to be like oh a successful businessman from america is definitely have it made here. But our Matthew McConaughey plays, he's a very English gentleman. He He grew up there, right? Like in that story, he's kind of like His character grew up in America. He established went, that. Went over to uh I think it was Oxford or something okay. and just sold all the rich kid rich kids weed mm. and then built his empire on that. Yep. And here he is in his, you know, middle-aged, good-looking guy ready to retire. All the uh, he's got all the blood washed off his hands, he thinks, and he's ready to And then one final it. story happens and yep shit gets shit gets crazy it makes your character so much more interesting when you give a little bit backstory like that instead of just like all right here's your characters and here's the story it's like no give me give me a little bit like yeah. all it takes is two minutes yeah of exactly screen time to build although that's like six months character. of production time sometimes to put two minutes yeah, but, but reg- it's worth forget it. all that it's worth yeah. it for the story yeah. right like yeah. it's well some people have it but you know there are almost always limiting factors so if you're an artist who wants to tell a story, there are no limiting factors. Your budget. If you don't, if you don't have the leeway that Guy is, Ritchie does now, yeah, but you do it. Like you shoot that thing. You know, we're talking about like like Damien Chazelle shot Whiplash for ten million dollars, maybe less than that. And look at Whiplash. Oh. It's a fucking phenomenal movie. 
Yeah. Coming up soon. Definitely. There's a couple of movies we have in our list that we've both seen recently, so we're kind of like putting them off until they're a little yeah. bit less fresh in our heads. So. Yeah. So those are the kind of modern themes, the old themes that he has, kind of the underlying. They've always been. I have a lot of respect for English culture, in this way, that they they do emphasize being a gentleman. Keep keep to your word, loyalty. Like when you say you're going to do something for a friend or even an enemy you follow through and you do that thing and the banter in this movie is like you can't have that kind of dialogue with english or with american it's someone gets mad no uh, no it's about the the two characters talking to each other in this movie the the their interaction we're like we're like stupid apes compared to like english people the way they they banter with each other like it's because we're so different. I, I don't know like how to have this. Whereas English, like, doesn't matter if you're black or white or Chinese. In if you're from England and you grew up, like, you can banter with other people, and that's part of the. It's just so sharp. And it's funny, and it seems natural, and it's just, yeah. Hmm. Right? Wasn't that a huge part of this movie? Is just the dialogue. Well, I think the dialogue more for me was more of like the storytelling. Yeah, I guess Colin Farrell's like interaction in the Colin in the Farrell's diner. Excellent. He's so good in like almost everything that he does. Yeah, in he Bruges. always does. Oh yeah, I mean, just a good actor. Always like solid. You don't. There's very few examples that I can think of that, or yeah, that I, I can't the, think of that. I call him the British uh, Robert Downey Jr. To me, he reminds me of kind of always a good actor and witty and smart, and they kind of to me they look alike. You look like you're. Uh, you must be talented as well. I don't know. I just think Colin Farrell <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. are similar people. Um, so English values. What else? Uh, loyalty, being the king, and acting like one. So you you got to be the master of your own kingdom. Uh, and if you don't own something, you're not the boss. That's literally like words from McConaughey's character, right? It might have been. I mean, this is this is these are words from. The, the interview. interview but that's what i'm saying is that they, yeah. they came up that he has a conflict in his head on i'm trying to get out of this game but the king has to, like i think he calls it the lion the lion in i'm the, the lion jungle. yeah i'm the lion you're the the dragon and i'm gonna put three bullets in your head <laughs> yeah 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 that was a great scene yep i still like intense. my favorite scene is still probably with uh michelle dockery and uh wong I didn't write his name down, but the dragon character. And then he comes dry to the eye. office. Yeah, the dry eye. That's his character name. He comes in and... Uh, Fucking Wong. <laughs> I think it is. I think that's his last is name. Is his name Wong? I didn't, write his, I didn't write his name down. Yeah, but we all know the... Dry eye, yeah. yeah. And he comes character. in... Yeah, he comes into the office and he just, like, sits down and, like, you're going to do what I say. And that whole, like... She becomes... Like, she has the the power of a man almost. Like, this is my shop. You know who I'm with. Dude, Get the fuck out. Strong, that was a strong fucking female character. Yeah. She was. Yep. She She's owned hot. the room. Hot. Yeah. Even, when I was presence. watching uh, Downton Abbey, I still thought she was the prettiest. I never she, seen her. She anything. grows on you. Something's growing. Sorry. 
episode 26 and you still can't be professional, Michael. You tell me to reel it in, but you're okay. It's okay reel when it in, you. Corey. It's okay when you fly off the band. The uh, world is noising, and we'll try to tell you when I. Nope, I just got facts in case you got dead space. I don't have dead space. I got um, dead space too. You want to play that? Tell the world who you are. English values, gentleman culture, negotiation skill. So something that our the assistant um, had to go to an apartment to extract um, a. There was a lord, Lord Pressfield who had a daughter who got repressed. Do you remember his name? Yeah. Um, who got hitched up with some junkies. And so, you know, it's the, it's the Lord's daughter. And you want this done? I'll rub your back. You rub mine. Go get my daughter for me. And so he yeah. ends up being the one that has to, are but, you sure? Do we, do we have to do this? But he enters the room and just takes over. He's oh, like, yeah. these four junkies are just sitting there. You said someone splooshed when they watched that scene. Yeah. A certain someone I was watching the movie with, it was a female and, uh, she was, she was saying how, that uh his acting ability and his because he's he's a quiet character in this movie yep and he was a reserved character because he's calculating like that's his ray, job ray, yeah raymundo raymundo oh yeah yeah ray yeah ray, yeah, ray, so ray. ray played by charlie charlie hunnam hunnam charlie hunnam yeah who was also king king arthur okay for um, he's more famous i think for people like if we say sons of anarchy that's what i noticed yeah which I haven't seen either, so I don't I've know. I've seen a couple episodes, okay. but that's exactly that's exactly right. So anyway, his character he like walks in and he's very quiet, like reserved, and he doesn't want this to end violently. He just wants to extract the daughter and let's get out of here. But of course, the young guys stand up to him, and that's when he like, you don't want to push me right now. And the so I got two bodyguards with me. What are you gonna do? <laughs> the dialogue though, it's the the way the tension sort of mounts. It's he's. So he rolls his own joint. He's he likes fifty fifty himself. So he puts tobacco. What does that mean? Tobacco and weed. Oh okay. Yeah. I didn't know. Did you not know this? I'll make you one. I have no. Time. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I bet you don't. I mean, most of his anytime he's doing something in that movie, it is very deliberate. Yeah. And very gentlemanly. Yeah. Walks sure. in. Grabs one thing at a time. Quiet uh precise with whatever he's doing and placing and you know when he the first scene when he's in his apartment and gets surprised by uh hugh uh grant and uh the way he dresses the way he handles the things with with uh michael yeah um yep he's a great like worker very loyal yeah knows his doesn't make mistakes yeah unless he pushes them over the banister on accident but that was his fault yeah but even then the way he handles it is like i'm gonna fix this like yeah um dying or we had an accident yeah more like a death (laughs) yeah that was a great that was a great great point Uh, um so yeah negotiation skill banter returning the favor so like if if you do wrong by someone you go and make it right yep whatever the cost I'll do whatever it takes to pay off this debt or whatever you think is fair yeah how many favors all right I think this is fair we can come to an agreement now type yeah. of thing. Yeah. There's a lot more like honor in English culture too. I, I went to an all boys boarding school that was kind of modeled. It was, um, uh, the church of England, which is the number one. It's like, it's just very, it, it, the history of, uh, English. They, they broke away from the Catholics and, uh, they were, they're very, you know, so Episcopalian is what they would call it. And this school tried to teach the same values, you know, young men boys boarding school you dress nice 
and they had a lot of it. So I, I resonate with that culture. I grew up in, in England as a little boy till I was I mean, eight years old. So like three to eight is pretty formative years before I came over to, to Virginia. And then you go to all boys boarding school. It's just, you know, you, you give respect to the older prefects and the, you know. There's that, there's a. There's a hierarchy here. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a, a small, a very small, tight-knit group where, you know, even at our uh, co-ed high school. Yeah. Like, anything happened, everybody knew about it. Like, it's just a tight group and there's group. I mean, there's just a whole structure about it that is doesn't exist outside of that school type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of culture shock, I'm sure. I did the same thing. Yeah, I liked it. I missed it in a lot of ways. Hmm. And I got a lot of respect. Because you liked being around a lot of boys? No. All boys boarding school was very good. Um, so the like, I was there the second year as a, as a freshman. So I went to eighth grade and ninth grade there. But the respect I got being part of the small group of, of boys that had been in there since eighth grade and ninth grade, then you get a whole new set of people in ninth grade, like most people showing up the first time. I had a certain sense of like... I was, I don't want to say on top, but I was just, I was already part of the ingrained. You were like, on the in. Yeah, yeah. And me and my other friends that had been there, we stuck with each other. And if we had made it all the way through, the very few people that made it to five years there were special. You know, four years of being in high school as a senior is a big deal, but five years, those were. Special award for yeah, graduation. They always, they yeah. always got. Um, Preferred access. Kind of. It's yeah. just, they got a certain level of respect because mm-hmm. you've, you've put in the word yeah Yeah. you know it's a weird thing but that's just that's how it is um so there's a distinction between english versus british versus uk versus european identities and this movie is very english it's not british britain refers to of course the island so it includes uh wales and part of ireland um you know more about this than i do and in the the uk is the bigger version which includes scotland and there's levels of identity and the brits well i should say the english lately have been uh trying to reclaim their identity as a country because they're trying to you know they brexit they left the eu being a european means something different than being from england right england is that small country that what we do is english and this movie was very english right and there's a there's a sense of pride there yep there's a lot of scenes of like the london downtown and yes you mentioned like oh cory what's that city i was like well, that's london 100 percent. i didn't have to see the eye the, you just know it's the london eye yeah. yeah yeah you could just tell by the buildings but i've seen enough movies to like recognize kind of the structure and the skyline of london sure. you so, just know yeah it looks like a very modern city oh yeah i would love to visit sometime yeah go in my suit go to my pubs um all right wrapping this up um let's see yeah you always do wrap it up the opposite of like american crime stories because these these stories have like good endings like they're always like it's the character good endings for the people that deserve it yeah 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 the hero wins but it's a struggle and so it's a perseverance to win in the end so that's a good english value so all right, it, that's all I got. It ended poorly for the bad guy, or we think it does. Whatever happened in that freezer. The, what did you call him, the Gonzo reporter? Gonzo? Yeah, Gonzo journalist. Gonzo journalist. Probably ends poorly for him. 
Unless he got the movie deal. And no one else really got bad. Colin Farrell was hilarious. I think all of them had their like humorous moments. I crack it up. I still I still think it was really a funny movie. Much less be like a gangster movie. It's just a very good mesh. It was nine out of ten from Corey. Oh yeah, I I, I give it a four out of five. I actually watched this movie twice. Yeah, you did back to back. Back to back. Watched it one night. Two watched time. It again with you. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Any closing thoughts? Nope. What was I going to do when I uh, leave the room? I had an idea earlier that I wanted to execute, and now I can't remember it. That's what happens when you turn. Oh, yeah. Shake my hand, Corey. No. Good job. Good show. We'll end it on that. Happy note. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was I supposed to do after, though? I forgot. Run out of the room after you, after I got, after you got, got. <laughs>